Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We'll have, cover some business, but mostly fun because we're talking about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and my special guest today is Elise Thomas from The Cookie Company. Elise, thanks. welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're excited that you're here, and we're excited to have this box of beautiful cookies that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, you have a cookie company. Yes, I do. So <laughs> tell me about that. How do in did your life evolve to you running a cookie company? That's a, that's a good question. It's a great story. <laughs> um, I've always loved to bake, I will say, since I was a little girl. I always loved to bake, and I've always um, liked to do my own business. Like if I think back on my life, even at like age 14, I started a swim school out of my parents' backyard and was an entrepreneur. And my parents said, you got to get a summer job. You got to, you know, save money. And so I took around flyers to my neighborhood and I made really good money doing swim lessons in my backyard because I was a swimmer and I was lifeguard certified. So I used that um, tool to, throughout high school and in college, teaching swim lessons and kind of started my own business that way. Um, and then throughout college, you know, I worked in the food industry, but I always have loved to bake, uh, self-taught. And um, my mom even saw that as a young child. And I, um, she started like a little cookie, um, not cookie, but just like a little chef school mm -hmm. for uh, my friends and I. And it was called Fifi's Cooking School. And she would invite over my friends once a month and teach us new recipes. I was probably about nine when that started and made us little aprons and had little chef hats and it was really fun and I loved it. I just, I've always loved to be in the kitchen. That's kind of my happy place. And um, I never really foresaw that to be um, a career uh, because I didn't know how I would make money that right. way, you know? Right. So then, you know, I went to college, I got a sociology degree. Um, I really wanted to be a social worker. I love people, I love doing things for other people. And then um, I got married and I got pregnant um, after I finished and my husband was still in school and I would bake a lot of cookies uh, while I was pregnant at home, you know, <laughs> typical housewife <laughs> things. And it was kind of just reminded me of how much I love that. Um, but I still didn't really have a business. It was more just for fun and to give to other people. My mom would always bake uh, when I was a child and she still loves to bake. And so we would make cookies and she would always give them to people. It was like a thing to do to be kind. Uh, if you knew someone was going through a hard time or even it just for people that are going through good times. So that has always resonated with me. And um, throughout college, throughout being a young mom, I would always bake cookies for people for one, because I love cookies, they're my favorite dessert, but also just as a way to show love. And um, after I had my daughter, I started another business. I did eyelash extensions 
um, from home. And I did that while my kids were small and was very successful at it. Um, and it got to the point where I was doing them nonstop. And that I realized I came to a point where I'm like, this is not my passion. Mm-hmm. I did it kind of for extra money while my husband was working. It's just something to do. Um, but kind of like thought, okay, this is not my passion in life, doing eyelashes. It's okay. It's fun. I like talking to women and and that aspect, but it's not something that I foresaw in my life. So I did that for about seven years and I was still, you know, baking from home. And then um, I kind of had this moment in my life where I um, kind of had like a little breakdown. You know, I was a mom of three young children and uh, I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? And I um, kind of was thinking, what makes me happy? And that's when I realized that the thing that brings me joy and happiness is baking and making cookies. And something that I had always wanted to do was have a bakery. It was kind of all this dream that I always put put aside because I never knew how I'd make it possible. So that's when I brought it up to my husband and said, hey, what do you think about making a cookie shop if I had a cookie shop? And he was always very, very supportive, which is great from the beginning and just kind of like, if you want to do that, I think you could do that. You have amazing recipes that I have just had perfected over the years. And cookies had kind of um, started to become a new thing um, where cookie shops were popping up. And um, my friends would try these cookie places and they'd always like, your cookie's so much better, like so much better. You need to open a shop. I was really encouraged by a lot of people. So that uh, kind of really helped me get the idea going like, yeah, I think I could do this because I would get asked from people to make cookies for things, um, company things. And and I would, I'd make like 300 cookies. And also my daughter was trying to help her. She wanted to buy a scooter and um, it's like $200. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to raise that money because it's not Christmas, not your birthday. Like (laughs) you want to do it. You want to work. I was taught to work as you know, a child and worked all my life. So I was like, you gotta, you're gonna have to raise that money. So she um, was like, well, what if I sell cookies? So I said, okay, so I'll make them. We'll, we'll do it together and I'll let you keep the profit and that can go towards a scooter. And she just, you know, went around our neighborhood and she made 200 bucks like in a day. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and everyone's like, when is she gonna sell the, your cookies again? I love them. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really do think I could turn this into a business. And so that was kind of where the beginning started, I guess. Okay, all right. So I've, over my experience, people have passions, people have things that they really think, whether it's restaurant, I love to cook, I don't yeah. know. I love to sew. I love to bake. And many times it doesn't equate to the ability to make money, right? It's something Definitely. they do. So I know that you picked the great timing of opening during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Yeah. So that was definitely unplanned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like our COVID baby, unplanned. Um, so we started looking for locations. I knew that I wanted to open it in our my hometown, Redlands, California, just because um, Redlands is a unique place where people love to support local businesses. There, It's one of those, it's like the best kept secret I feel like Redlands is. It's one of those places where it 
it has everything you need, like big city-wise, but it feels like a small town. Yep. You know, everyone supports each other. So I knew that's where I wanted to start my business. And so we started looking for locations in early 2019. In the summer, found um, a great spot where our shop, first shop is right now. And um, honestly, we ha- I had no idea what, what I was doing. No idea what I was doing because I had never done something like this. And in my mind, I thought it was going to be kind of just like one of those small town bakeries where I would be the main baker and do all the cooking and stuff and then have just like maybe my mom come help me. Like I had no idea that it was going to blow up into something way more. So um, we found a spot. We signed our lease in November of 2019 and got things going, you know. Luckily, my husband was able to kind of help, um, you know, with the, help me find, you know, people to do all the building and stuff. We took a commercial building and we made it into a bakery, which is actually a lot harder than you'd think. And we learned a lesson there not to do that. <laughs> so we're <laughs> like, now we can, no, not to do that again. Um, so we learned a lot. And then, you know, come January, February, uh, all of a sudden shut down and we're just like, oh my gosh, we have put all our money, all our savings and everything into building this bakery. And we don't even know if we're going to be able to open our doors. Just like most of the world sure. was just, you yeah. know, so scared, not knowing what was going on. So that's when, um, you know, we we're kind of just like, well, we'll just keep going. You know, we don't, we don't really have a choice. At this point, we've already signed this lease, and I was going to have to start paying on it um, in the next couple months. So we just kept going, tried to do what we could. My husband started going down and helping. Um, our contractor lost all of his employees because a lot of them went on unemployment or, oh, you know, right. whatever. So they, my husband also lost his job during this time period because of the pandemic. So then we're also like, oh, my gosh, we have no income coming in and we're opening a business but you know i just had at this point we're like it has to work (laughs) we don't have any other (laughs) options you know (laughs) um so we're he's down there working and doing what he can and we just continue to move forward and just you know pray and put everything into it that we can and then i found out i was pregnant actually kind of had a surprise um covid baby walking statistic of that of course and so that kind of threw us for a loop just um my husband it was funny when i told him i when i took like seven pregnancy tests because i thought it wasn't <laughs> true <laughs> so i had was like what the heck i showed a picture to my sister and i was like there's this really faint line like i text her <laughs> first i didn't even tell my husband matt and I'm like, do you think that really means yes? Or do you think that could possibly be a no? And she's like, that's a yes. And what the heck? And so um, I waited like a few days because I was in shock and then told him. And he he, he like knew. I was like, guess what? He's like, you're pregnant. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, how'd you know? He's like, just thought about what, you know, what? What else could happen? What else could happen right now, you know? <laughs> But, um, you know, it was hard, but it was fine. And we got through it. And that's when um, I actually started baking from home and selling my cookies uh, because I thought, okay, our shop 
is going to open who knows when because we kept having these pushbacks from the city, from the health department. Everything was taking mm. way longer than we thought. So I just started baking from home and I started with just a small with a zero followers on an Instagram and just kind of put it out there like, hey, I'm making these cookie boxes. I have a shop coming. If you'd like to order for whatever. And I kind of started around January, February, but then it started picking up. And slowly, um, people started following my Cookie Co. Instagram. And um, all of a sudden, I went from baking like maybe, you know, probably 10 boxes. It was like box of four, same as this, to all of a sudden selling like 300 boxes a week <laughs> from my little kitchen at home where I'd have to bake eight cookies at a time. And um, it, I would bake from my kids were doing online learning. So that was difficult too. my older three kids online learning. So I would I would teach them during the day morning till um you know two or whatever when it, they had to finish and then i would bake from two until evening sometimes depending on our orders like how many we had i had to start doing it where i had to say okay monday is sold out tuesday is sold out you know and then it became like this lottery thing where people would wait as soon as i posted what cookies were going to be and um I'd sell, like, I made a certain amount because I couldn't do it physically. You know, I'm pregnant and I'm cooking until 5 a.m. <laughs> and also haven't told anyone I'm pregnant, you know. So um, I'm like, I can't do it physically <laughs> anymore. So I would put a limit and we would sell out in, in seconds. A way to so, build anticipation. Yeah, it definitely gave me hope. I'm like, okay, I think we'll, we'll be okay. We can do this. Um, and then we opened our storefront in August. Did I hear you had a house fire during that time too? So we had a house fire, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Guess what? later. <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit later once our shop was open and my husband was out of town and we had finally my we had bought a house um before all of this, before a pandemic, all that stuff. And it wasn't uh renovated. So the first thing I told my husband I wanted to do I'm like, when when the shop is open and like my first like reward is going to be to redo this kitchen because I hated the kitchen. It was very, very outdated. And uh, the guest bathroom. So we finally had saved up enough money to do that. We just finished our kitchen. I hadn't even baked in it yet or done anything in it yet because it was still being renovated. The bathroom um, something happened. We still don't know like if it was a, the electrician's fault or they kind of said, I think whoever went through the attic, the investigator, that it was probably bound to happen. It seems like the person that lived there before us kind of tried to fix something themselves, you know, and we had a attic fire in the middle of the night. Um, it's like 2 a.m. and I was like eight months pregnant and I woke up to smoke and I had turned off, um, I turned on the light in my bathroom because I have a son that gets scared of the dark and he would go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom every single night. So I always leave the light on, but our other bathroom was getting fixed. So I left my bathroom light on in my room just in case because my husband was out of town dealing, starting our franchise stuff. So um, he was meeting with attorneys in Utah and all of a sudden, I smelled smoke, and I'm like, that's so weird. 
and I was pregnant, I did not want to get out of bed. So I kind of just laid there for a second, <laughs> you know, lazy, <laughs> like, what? No, that couldn't be, you know, thinking to myself, there's no way. And then I noticed that the light was off and I'm like, did one of my kids get up? And I got up and I tried the switch and it wasn't working. And then I heard a crackling. So around, oh. like looking around the house, and my kids were still asleep. And then I looked up in that bathroom and I saw a ring, like a ring of fire. And at first I was kind of like, what is that? Because all the lights were off. I'm like, is that, could that be? Mm. And then I called my husband at 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm. And I'm like, I think we might, I think we might have a house fire. And, guess, <laughs> and then guess, I guess literally <laughs> hung up. I uh, So, so mean. Cause he's like freaking out at that point. Like it's woken up. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, we really do. I hung up and called 911 immediately, was able to get my kids out safely, thank goodness, and our dog and um, <laughs> all that. But, yeah, eight months pregnant, my husband, like, sees a video of me carrying out my children, you know, outside. And um, thankfully, you know, our firefighters in a small little city were able to come super fast and um, – were able to help us. So we were relocated for five months while that was getting fixed, which was not fun. But you know what? It's fine. We are safe and it's all part of the journey, right? That's right. <laughs> all part of the journey. That which doesn't kill you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Definitely makes you stronger. All right. Um, I'm actually still kind of intrigued on something. You, yeah. uh, I love to bake. I'm going to rent a shop. Did you ever even do like back of the napkin if I do this number of cookies? and they can sell them for this much? Did you do any math that you would make money on this? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay, yes. I'm definitely about the numbers too. Okay. So like when I did my eyelash business, and I think I get this from my dad because he's definitely all about the numbers. I said, okay, the cost for this is this much. You know, how how am I going to make money off of this? Sat down with my dad when I was about to start my eyelash business, like, oh, I can really make good money because the product is really cheap. So it's mostly time right. that you're doing. So also with cookies, we sat down and even with the fact that we use good quality product and use butter and eggs and all these things and we don't cut corners, we still are able to make a good profit. Now, costs have gone up significantly. Right. Butter has gone up 50%. 50%, yeah, started at like $2 a pound for us, and now we're up to $4 a pound, so it's doubled. But um, we're still able to um, make a good margin. I think we're about 20, 25% margin right now. Okay, so when you first got so started- we first got started- How many cookies did you figure, I have to make, I have to sell this many cookies to keep the lights on? How many? So we figured probably like, uh, probably 200 a day, maybe 100 to 200 okay. a day. I was thinking. Okay. Right. And on average, we probably do about a thousand a day. Yeah. Wow. Now, so. All right. Um, so it looks like you're taking the business to the next level, which is franchising. Mm -hmm. so you've been in business two years. Now you're looking at franchising. Do you do you know anything about franchising? We absolutely knew nothing about franchising <laughs> when we started. <laughs> um, you know, we know that there are franchises. <laughs> no, um, we actually were approached when we, um, probably like six months after we were open, uh, by quite a few people just because people really liked our cookies. They loved um, 
kind of the concept and the business. And so we had been approached by a few people about it. And it was something that I really had to think long and hard about because this is like my baby. And I told my husband, I'm like, I do not want to sacrifice, you know, quality ever. So handing that off to someone, like I'm, I'm super controlling when it comes to things like, I'm like, my cookies have to be perfect because it has my name on it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that it always looks good. So that was something that I really had to think long and hard about. So we had kind of thought, okay, we could do like partnerships because we had a few people that were interested in maybe opening up some other shops, you know, f- with us or um, franchising. And um, it came down to finally thinking about it that, you know, this has been a great opportunity for my family and I, and I think it's great to help other entrepreneurs and people that have always wanted to own a business and start a business be able to do that as well because we are really focused on and something that we really try is like we don't want to be, um, you know, like where big groups come in and like do franchises, you know, and they're not invested. We really like to invest in the community. Uh, We've been able to give back a lot in Redlands and we want that for each of our cookie co's. So we want someone that's invested in their community, somewhere where they live to open up that cookie shop and to be really invested in their community. And um, so we have a lot of people, this is like first time business, just like Mm -hmm. uh, we were like storefront and um, we're excited to let them do that and to help help them bless their community Mm -hmm. and their lives. How many, do you have any franchises yet or you? Yeah, we do. We have franchises and well, so we have about 50 that are in our pool right now that are like either have signed documents and paid their like franchising fees. Also looking for an area, you know, a location, which is a long process because we want it to be a good location. And then um, we have one open in Texas right now, Georgetown. Then we have um, a partnership in Riverside, and we have um, a few. We have quite a few opening actually in the next month. Yeah, probably about six. Okay. So it's that, busy. That is a very fast. It's very pace. busy. Yeah. I've, I've worked with companies that have franchises, and that's, that's yeah, really it's <laughs> it's very busy. It's busy, but it's it's good. We yeah. are hiring people and um, promoting people within, which is awesome. It's been, it's been great. What a journey. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the cookies. You mentioned a couple of times, butter, eggs. So is that something that makes you different than other cookie companies? I mean, I can't speak for them personally. I only know what I've seen online, (laughs) but, (laughs) and honestly, I try to stay out of that. I don't look at any other cookie shops, Instagrams, websites, pages, Nothing, because for one, I like to um, have my own inspiration. I don't need other people to inspire me uh, on what to make. But um, all I know is that we will stay true to never cutting corners, uh, even if it costs more, which means like we'll always use butter instead of oil. A lot of people use oil because it's a lot cheaper. Um, We won't use uh, beet sugar. We use real cane sugar. We won't use the liquid eggs. We crack our eggs every morning, you know, like 
for our cookies and we use um, good ingredients. And mm. I think you can taste the difference. So that's what I always tell people. I'm like, just come try them and you'll see. Like, yeah. my thing is, I want it to be a homemade cookie. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to open up my shop and kind of was like my goal. Uh, when I was going to open, when people would say, well, why do you think this will be successful? Or why do you think that it's going to work? And my thing was, we live in a world now where both partners in a household usually have to work. It's, you know, it's rare that they don't. And because of that, we don't have the time to bake. We don't have the time to do all these extra things, but we still have these things to go to. We still have baby showers and we still have kids that are getting married. We still have friends that are, you know, graduating or all these things. And throughout my life, I would give baked goods to people um, that were doing different things or bring them to baby showers, birthday parties, whatever. And we're able to take that off their hands and allow them to bring homemade cookies, you know, wherever they need to go and take that kind of that stressor off and give them a delicious homemade cookie that they can bring to, to all their things. Right. So. Excellent. Yeah. How do you feel that discipline has played a role for you in your journey? It's, I would say, played a really big role because. (laughs) That's what I'm sensing. It's very hard, hard work, you know. Um, I think from a young age, my parents really instilled hard work. They both came from where they had to. Uh, pay their own way to go in college and get degrees. And, you know, my dad was in the military. And so I always had to have a job, make my own money, do these things. My parents helped, you know, but um, I appreciate the fact that they always made us work. And so I'm not um, one to, to be shy of that. And I'm I'm fine with that. I, I love discipline. I love working. And when we opened the shop, we were working, you know, when we opened our doors on the first grand opening day, I was expecting, I don't actually know what I was expecting. I was hoping that we would have at least some people show up, you know, and buy our cookies. But we were overwhelmed with the fact that we had a line around the corner and our first day open. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, second day, same thing all week. And for about a month, we had a line. And I, you know, pregnant in the warehouse, crying to my husband, like, how are we going to do this? Like, (laughs) here I thought I was going to need no employees. And this is going to be just my thing. And at the time, my husband wasn't even going to be a part of this. He was starting to think about maybe getting his real estate uh, license, because it was something that he had, had always thought about doing. And then that first day, I literally was like, sorry, you're a full-time cookie co. Like, this is your job now. And um, it's been so fun to work with him. So I'm grateful for that. I feel like things work out for a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really grateful for that uh, because he is very business-minded and has a business degree and marketing degree. So he um, is great in aspects that I don't know as well. So we're a good team. Uh, But, you know, it was something that I wasn't expecting. And so we really had to um, be disciplined in the fact that, you know, I would drop off my kids um, at this Christian school that was doing online learning from there. 
And I would drop them off at eight so they could do their online distance learning because they still weren't, still weren't in school. And um, I would, my mom would pick them up. Thank goodness I have parents close. I would work from eight until almost eight o'clock at night for until I basically I had my son. Yeah. And because we just had to be boots on the ground and we had to learn a lot, you know, a lot right. of the stuff you just have to learn firsthand while you're opening a business and not really knowing everything and still learning. And I was still doing the majority of the baking right. by myself. So, yeah. So we learned a lot. And um, I would always, I always tell my employees, I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Like, you know, we have this checklist bathrooms. If I go in the bathroom and it's dirty, I will go in there and I will clean that bathroom because you know, when people go in, right. I want them to see a clean bathroom. So yeah. I'm, you know, one to get on the ground and scrub the walls. I will do that even right. though I'm the owner, like that's important to me. Mm-hmm. So hard work is important and you know, it's great. And on top of all this, uh, is it true you're training for a marathon, Boston marathon? So I just ran the Boston Marathon in April. Um, you can apply again in September, which I already qualified for. So fingers crossed, I can run it again next April. Yeah. So um, I am training for a marathon that's coming up in November. Haven't really started training. I'll start next month, kind of taking a little bit of a break since I just ran the <laughs> Boston Marathon in April. But um, yeah, I love to run. It's kind of like my me time, my meditation time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a goal of yours or a long-time goal of running the Boston Marathon or any marathon? Yes. Um, it was a lifetime. Well, not, I wouldn't say lifetime. I was a swimmer. Like I said, I kind of did a swim school out of my parents' right. backyard. But after I had my daughter, I kind of got into running as a way to get back into shape. And um, my dad ran marathons, and he had asked me to do a marathon, half marathon with him. And I thought, oh that sounds horrible, you know, <laughs> I like that. Nothing sounds worse to me, yeah. but I thought it would be, um, a, a good goal to kind of get my baby weight off and kind of something that I could do with my dad. So I said, yes, not knowing what I was getting myself into and kind of just did a training. And then, um, at the end of the half marathon, I was like, Oh my gosh, I really liked that. <laughs> and so that kind of started my running journey. And then, um, after I had my son Riker, who's five now, that's when I started, I switched from half marathons to full marathons, which is a whole different ball game. Sure. And um, once I ran uh, my first mar- full marathon, I remember thinking, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Bucket list, you know? <laughs> but then it's just like one of those things like, you know, having a baby where you forget, like right. you, you forget the pain. <laughs> like that's God's way of making women still have children because like while you're in labor you're like I'm never doing this again (laughs) and it's like oh here I am have four now um it's like okay I did it and then I'm like okay when I'm when's the next one I can sign up for like a week (laughs) after you know so then of course it's basically any runner's dream to run the Boston Marathon it's just it's an amazing experience you're there with qualified runners that are from all over the world right and so it's it's a once in a lifetime kind of experience. And it was a great experience this year to go because it was on the anniversary of the 50th year that women were allowed to run marathons. Okay. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah, that is cool. All right, we are really running out of time, but there's two things left we have to do. Okay. 
first one as I have to ask you the uh, final question, final thought question, which is, what is your ultimate lesson learned? Uh-huh. And then just so you know, while you're thinking about that, okay. the last thing we're going to do is open this box. All right. And everyone in the room is going to have some cookie. All right. All right. Let's so go. your ultimate lesson learned in your journey. Okay. So yeah, my ultimate lesson learned is, um, you know, I guess cliche, like don't give up. I think oh, starting a business kind of is like a marathon and, you know, like I had no idea what I what I was doing. Kind of like my first marathon, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I did not feel properly, and I totally died like mile sixteen. Yeah. And I called my husband and I was like, "I've hit a wall. I will not make it." And I had you know, ten more miles to go or whatever. Yeah. And um, I was able to push through and make it to the finish line, and actually a pretty good time. And um, it was horrible. <laughs> But I learned from that. Right. Um, I learned that, okay, I cannot not eat during a marathon. Like I waited way too long to eat. And that's kind of like our business. We've really, we've learned a lot and we've grown a lot and we've learned to pivot. It wasn't our goal to start a business during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately that just happened. You know, right. I didn't know I was going to have a house fire and I actually got bit by a dog like three months later that like while I was outside uh, trying to get back into shape for my other baby <laughs> and um, got like out of nowhere thinking, okay, things are going good. You know, we were in this rental while our house was getting fixed and then boom, I got attacked by a dog. And I'm like, one more thing. Well, you know what? Whatever. Like it's fine. It's life. Um, and so I would say like just to, to learn to pivot in life and to just continue to keep going keep your head up and be yeah. happy well you are definitely getting a gold star for perseverance <laughs> <laughs> well um it's time we've got guests in the well, we, uh, we hope it's okay <laughs> we have guests in the room are being shy but i'll bet you Oh, this is a tough decision so why don't you explain okay, what we so have we here. have chocolate chip that is uh one that we have every week and then we have three other ones that rotate. So this week we have French toast, we have parent trap, and we have magic cookie. So the French toast is a, like our snickerdoodle cookie with um, homemade maple frosting. And it has like a breadcrumb topping and maple syrup. And then the parent trap, if you like peanut butter, parent trap is, is the way one? to go. Yeah, oh, so the parent trap okay, okay. is kind of like, um, if you ever watched the movie, the Parent Trap, I don't know, or maybe your kids did yeah. with Lindsay Lohan. Uh -huh. Okay, so she dips her Oreos in peanut butter. So this uh, is kind of like our spin on that. Okay. Um, peanut butter cookie, Oreos inside, peanut butter chips, chocolate drizzle, and Oreos, crushed Oreos on top. It's really good. And then our magic cookie is like our spin on the, you know, seven-layer bar, magic cookie bar, graham cracker base. Well, I'm going to take a page out of your okay. um, marathon training, which is make sure you're fueled and not hungry. Exactly. I'm going for the peanut butter. Yes. You will not be disappointed in the peanut butter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was not kidding. Right? I got you a little piece. I'm excited for you to try the French when toast. When Riverside opened, I drove out to buy a box. I ate two of them on the way home. On the way home? By the way, and then the other two. I love it. Home. That's why I always tell people when they come in, you buy one individual for yourself. So when you get home, you still have the box of four. And your family won't know you ate one. Oh, that's a good mm -hmm. idea.
<laughs> that is so good. Really good. I, I don't even know what to say. Don't stop your fine. So you sell them in individual or box of yes, four? Yes, individual. You can get as many or as little as you want. We also do big catering orders. We also make mini ones for, um, you like, have to buy in advance. Like you know. a kid's birthday party. Yeah, for like birthdays or whatever. Do you They're ship? They're about a third of the size. We don't ship yet, but we're we're in the process. We're in the process of our website and our app. And shipping, that's kind of all going to be in, encompassing. And we've been working on that for a long time. And it's soon, soon enough. It will, it you will happen. Crack me up. You're like the just in time. Like, let me just open the doors. Right. Line around. <laughs> I'm gonna have fran- 50 franchise opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's we just crazy. go all in. What can I say? All right. <laughs> well, Elise, thank you for taking the time. I'm sure you have lots of baking or running or something that you would probably rather be doing. But thanks for oh, taking the time fun. and sharing your journey. Thank you so much journey. for letting me come. Of course, of course. I highly, uh, how can people reach you? What are your handles? And Okay, so and our Instagram, which we have actually on our box, is at the official cookie co, which we do have a, um, what's that other social media platform I can't think of? TikTok? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't keep up with the kids these days. Uh, that as well. And then um, our website, cookieco.com. It's under construction, but you can still go on it and, you know, see or not. But, yeah, look us up. I highly encourage everyone to go check it out. All right. Thanks for everyone who has tuned in. We look forward to being back in studio next week. Cheers. Bye. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zernbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzernbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value.